Welcome to this episode of our Ladies of Heritage Bible Study, where we are walking through the book of Philippians together. Today we will be finishing up chapter 2 of Philippians, going through verses 19 through 30. I will start by reading through the passage, beginning in verse 19. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ's. But ye know the proof of him, that as a son with the Father he hath served with me in the gospel. Him therefore I hope to send presently, so soon as I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. Yet I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that ye had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him and not on him only, but also on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I send him therefore the more carefully, that, when ye see him again, ye may rejoice, and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such in reputation, because for the work of Christ he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life, to supply your lack of service toward me." Okay, now let's go back through verse by verse and talk through this passage. Verse 19 says, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you that I may be of good comfort when I know your state. So Paul, obviously he wanted to know their state. He had a desire to go himself, I am sure, to be with this church and to see how they're doing. And uh, maybe he wanted to see for himself because of certain concerns but he's obviously not able to go. So he's going to send Timothy to them. And you have to remember that they already know who Timothy is. If you're reading in Acts, you'll see that Timothy is there with them in Philippi at the beginning of this church. And Paul was doing it so that he could be of good comfort, so that he could have peace of mind about what was going on there. Verse 20 says, "'For I have no man like-minded "'who will naturally care for your state.'" Now, this verse says a lot about Timothy. Um, he's like-minded with Paul in a, in a place where no one else is. He says, no man is like-minded like this. They have the same mind. They have the same purpose. Um, he also has a way of caring about people that is natural to him. Maybe it's a natural gift that God has given him. So he's, he's sending Timothy knowing that Timothy's going to love them and care for them and uh, minister to them when Paul can't go for himself. Uh, He was ready and able and willing to do this. Verse 21 says, For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. And Paul's speaking here generally when he says all. um, He's talking about Christians. And he's saying, Timothy is not this way. But most Christians are not truly concerned about the things of Christ. 
And this reminds me of the Laodicean church. You know, they're not truly concerned about uh, the work of Christ and the furthering the kingdom of God. It's a concern with personal gain and with themselves. And Paul's saying that's how a lot of Christians are, but not Timothy. And this, you know, this attitude is so prevalent today in our young people, in our not-so-young people. Um, we generally have this attitude of what's in it for me when someone asks us to serve or to go or to do the first thing that comes to mind even in my own life is how is this going to inconvenience me <laughs> well that's not being a true servant of Christ and that's you know it's a dangerous place to be but we aren't to be concerned about those things we're to be dead to self and concerned for the things of Christ and um seeking the things that are Christ's Verse 22, but ye know the proof of him that as a son with the father, he hath served with me in the gospel. Again, the Philippian church knew Timothy. He already has a testimony there and it's a strong one. He says, you know the proof of him. He had a strong testimony there and they already knew the relationship between Timothy and Paul. Um, it's a father-son relationship. Paul poured himself into Timothy Timothy followed Paul's leading and like a sponge soaked up um, his teaching and all of those things. Now, he had a godly heritage as well, um, but he was considered Paul's son in the ministry. And it says that he, ser he hath served with me in the gospel. And this verse servant here and serve in this passage is to serve as a bondman or to take up the slave's life. And, you know, he was just truly devoted to Paul and he could see God's hand in Paul's life and in his suffering. And he, he was devoted to partner with him and work with him and um, serve with him. Verse 23 says, Him therefore I hope to send presently so soon as I shall see how it could go with me. He's saying, I'm, I hope to send him as, as soon as I know what's going to happen with me. The outcome of Paul's trial was uncertain, but it's apparent in this passage and so many other passages that Paul was writing um, throughout his journeys and in prison that he was always following the Holy Spirit and the leading of the Holy Spirit and obeying um, and seeking. And it seems as if the Lord is going, he has the sense that the Lord's going to allow him to be free to go back to Philippi or to further his ministry. And it really does happen. He does become free for a season. And that's just a testimony that Paul is being obedient to the Holy Spirit, and as he's seeking the Lord, the Lord is working in his heart and showing him things and prompting him. And I believe personally in my own Christian life, there have been times when the Holy Spirit has prompted me to do something that I would have never thought to do, or sent maybe a warning signal or... Um, you know, something that tells me to tap the brakes on something that I was planning on doing. And I wish I could say it was more often than it, than it is. But I believe the obedience of the Holy Spirit 
and being sensitive to that prompting is key to having a, to living a spirit-filled Christian life. And I think that's the desire of every believer. You know, as we are following the Lord, as we are walking with Him in our prayer life and reading God's Word, not just categorizing that time and sectioning it off as that's when we're with the Lord, but truly living consciously in His presence throughout the day when we're at the store, when we're at work, when we're dealing with problems and difficulties, um, living in the Lord's presence, being able to talk to Him and allow Him to talk to us and speak to us. And that's where those promptings really come forth as you're teaching even. Uh, But being obedient to the Holy Spirit, I think that's such an evident thing in Paul's life as we see the Holy Spirit shuts doors, the Lord shutting doors, um, even when Paul wants to go and the Lord says no. But he's following the Lord and he's living in obedience to this, um, to the Holy Spirit in his life. And he senses he's going to be able to uh, have freedom and it really does happen. Then in verse 25, he says, Yet I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. So here he's talking about Epaphroditus, and he's a fellow laborer. He was someone who was dedicated to the ministry. Paul only has the highest things to say about him. And apparently, uh, from what I found in here and reading, he's the one who's delivered this letter and gift to Paul from the Philippians. And he said he ministered to my wants. Verse 26, for he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that he, ye had heard that he had been sick. Um, now Epaphroditus had become very sick and in that sickness, he became heavy hearted and discouraged, um, not because of his sickness, but because he was concerned about the people in Philippi, his family and his friends that were there in Philippi, and they knew of his condition. He longed after them. He was burdened for them, not because he was sick, but because he didn't want them to be concerned about it. He didn't want it to put any uh, an additional burden on them because of his sickness. Verse 27 says, For indeed he was sick nigh unto death, But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. He was very sick, and his illness, his sickness was serious, uh, so much so that he could have died. But the verse says God had mercy on him. God, in his mercy, spared his life. And Paul says that God was merciful to him as well, in sparing Epaphroditus's life because because of that he he spared Paul of sorrow some deep sorrow um added sorrow in his life verse 28 I sent him therefore the more carefully that when ye see him again ye may rejoice and that I may be the less sorrowful so here's Paul sending him back and this is just my own opinion, but it had to be difficult for him to send him back. If he did truly love him so much and he ministered to him, he was a blessing to him. It's apparent that they spent time together. So it must have been a difficult thing 
for him to send him back. But he was sending him back that they could rejoice. Um, can you imagine all the things that Epaphroditus had to tell the church? He probably learned so much from Paul. And he had so much to share with them. And Paul's saying, you can rejoice together. Not, not because God had, not just because God had spared his life, but because of all God was doing in the life of Paul that Epaphroditus could uh, share with them. Verse 29 says, Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation. Uh, Paul knew that Epaphroditus would be received with joy. He knew that there would be a homecoming, a celebration, because Epaphroditus had come home. Not just because he left, but remember he had been so sick. And they had gotten word of his sickness. And uh, from afar, you know, they were very concerned. And now he's alive and well. And he's he knows that they're going to be rejoicing. He says, and that I may be the less... Sorrowful. Okay, verse 29. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation. Uh, he knew they would be glad. And this phrase, and hold such in reputation, the word reputation here means precious. And Paul simply reminding them that Epaphroditus was not an ordinary man. And he wanted them to regard him that way. He truly was a precious man. Verse 30. Because for the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service toward me. And um, Epaphroditus had this ministry and he gave no thought to his own life. He wasn't thinking about the danger and what could happen when he took on this service. And it was dangerous. And then he's sick and he's sick on his deathbed. And he, and you know, he, the Lord was merciful and he recovered and he didn't allow that to hinder his ministry. He still pursued the ministry God had given him. He didn't use that as an excuse. Now this phrase, lack of service toward me, um, and he's talking to the church, Paul simply saying the church was unable to come and to give this service to Paul. And so they sent Epaphroditus. That was his reason for coming to Paul there and ministering to him was the church had sent him because they were unable to go. Now in this chapter, we have been given three examples. Um, we've been given the example of Christ. He's our example in sacrifice and humility. And then Timothy, we see um, in that short passage today that he was an example. He had a testimony, and he was a servant, and he had a heart for people. And then Epaphroditus, he was our example that even in sickness, he was still pursuing God and serving the Lord. Thank you for joining me. Again, if you have any feedback or comments or um observations from your own personal Bible study, please comment. Your feedback helps me so much. Um, and I know it helps other ladies too. I've had ladies uh, talk to me at church and message me on Facebook that uh, certain comments and things have helped them. Next time we meet together, we will be looking at chapter three. I pray you all have a blessed week.